Friendly Neighborhood, Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message for January 5th in the year of 2021. There's a lot going on in the world. We're going to do some funny stuff, some silly stuff, some crazy stuff, some banana stuff, and uh, maybe some stuff that'll make you rethink your whole life in today's episode. Uh, of course, the big thing, and I'm not even going to cover it on the show right now because it's happening as we speak, is that there is this big election in Georgia happening uh, for the two Senate seats. Two Democrats running against two Republicans. It's all unfurling as we speak at the moment, I believe, unless something happens uh, throughout the day, and, and it certainly could with all breaking news, I believe I will be on Laura Ingram on Fox tonight discuss, discussing the outcome of the election. Although these days with elections, you never know if you're gonna get the outcome that night, a couple days later, four months later, or never. So we'll see about that. Uh, and, uh, and then of course tomorrow is this huge rally that Trump is doing in DC and there are literally thousands of people now flocking to DC from all over the country. They're calling it the Stop the Steal rally. Trump is promising to talk. He gave a big speech in Georgia yesterday where he was implying like he's got some stuff to drop and we shall see. But I think uh, if I can say one thing confidently at the moment, it's that the next two weeks, you know, basically from, from tomorrow the 6th, to the potential inauguration day of whoever might be inaugurated, uh, it's gonna be pretty crazy. And I will, I will try to keep you safe. Uh, before we get to all the stories today, guys, I wanna talk to you about Built Bar. Not Bill Bar, but Built Bar. Are you looking for a new protein bar that tastes like a candy bar? I've got one, I've got two, I've got three of them right here and it's just a brand for you. Built Bars are super tasty and come in 18 amazing flavors. My personal favorite, as you guys know, is the cookies and cream. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, include both nut and nut-free flavors, and are soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are the perfect alternative to pie for the health-conscious guy. You can actually lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code Ruben and you'll get 20% off your first order. Use promo code Ruben for 20% off at BillBar.com. It's good for bars, Built Go, or Built Boost. And now back to me. All right, so I want to first show you a clip from uh, the United States Congress, their opening prayer. Now, this clip is going viral. I'm guessing a lot of you have seen it already. I wanted to put it in yesterday's show, but we were pretty packed. It's just worth watching again because, you know, when we talk about how social justice is sort of this really destructive force that's rampaging through all of our institutions and critical race theory and the changing of words, the changing of meaning of words, the way we can't use words that we used to use, uh, used to use and all of these things. It's like something very weird is happening here, but this moment that happened at the opening prayer in Congress a few days ago by uh, Representative Emanuel Cleaver, he is a Democrat, uh, this might be the most perfect example of how absolutely painstakingly, completely moronic and idiotic this entire movement is, but I don't want to lead you too much, so let's look at the clip. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths, a man and a woman. A man and a woman. Do you see how stupid these people are? They've injected gender into things that have nothing to do with gender. 
Amen comes from Hebrew. It means so be it. The Latin definition would be truth or faithful. But putting aside the specifics of all of that, the stupidity with which these people do these things. There's also now a push in Congress, of course, coming from the Democrats pushed by Nancy Pelosi, that they're gonna get all gendered language out of all of their resolutions. Although as somebody pointed out on Twitter yesterday, I think it was Sean Spicer actually, and I retweeted it, um, in Pelosi's own Twitter bio, she describes herself as a mother and a grandmother, which those are gendered terms. Nancy, you're eating too much ice cream. Um, anyway, I don't, I don't need to really go much further with this, but just like this, this endless stupidity of these people that apparently we've elected to lead us is just absolutely incredible. Amen and a woman. This, the, the, when I talk about how it's the anti-racists who are the racists, and it's the people who think that sexism is everywhere, they're the sexists, it's like, that's what I mean. Like they're, not only are they finding it in places where it is not, but then they inject it into everything else. So, so it's, it's pretty bananas. But you know, one of the things I try to do on this show is not make you bananas, right? That's been one of my, my main driving points with this is, is to talk about the things that I think are important, but not whack you over the head and not want, you know, make it so that you want to kill people after. Uh, and one way that I do that is not to show you too much stuff from CNN, but there was this piece on CNN yesterday uh, by Don Lemon. And just for the record, Don and I used to be friendly. I guess we're not anymore. And he, you may remember before the election, did this whole thing on how he can't be friends with, uh, with Trump supporters because they're all racists and bigots and, and the rest of it. So whatever, that's fine. He unfollowed me on Twitter. <laughs> Life will go on. Um, but this, this clip from CNN is, is so incredibly perfect as to why cable news is making people crazy and how it's just all performance art and everything else. And I hope that what I do here is actually the complete reverse of that. So you're gonna see Don Lemon on uh, with three people. Uh, each one of the people used to work for a Republican. And that's one of the ways you can get on CNN. If you used to work for a Republican and then you'll turn your back on them or just you know go against everything else that you used to talk about, then you have a great way. So one of the people, and you'll, you'll see the three in a moment, but one of them worked for Trump, one of them worked for Ted Cruz, one of them worked for Marco Rubio. Those are the three guests in a politically diverse panel that Don Lemon put on the CNN. Let's take a look. You know damn well it's a Anthony, you're too smart for that. Okay. Well, he worked for Trump, so I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Anthony! Well, I'm You work for Ted Cruz. You work for Ted Cruz, a full on traitor. I mean, what are you talking about? You, you don't have any standing to say that. Excuse me? Excuse me, Anthony you, you Scaramucci. Work for Ted I remember Cruz, a full you going on to the traitor. cameras and praising Donald Trump to the hilt. When I worked for Ted Cruz, you want to go there? He took you didn't praise Ted Cruz stands. when you worked for him? Ex Excuse me, what was that? You, you, you really you think I should answer you didn't praise to you Cruz when you my work, for work history? When you were Donald Trump's communications you, person, willingly? Don't, don't, be, don't be a hypocrite on national TV. Can you imagine watching that stuff voluntarily? Now, in this case, you're not watching it voluntarily because you didn't know that I was gonna throw to that, right? Like you had, a, you had like a 20 second lead in where I said something was coming from CNN. But there are people who actually pick up the remote. They're sitting there, right? And they're on their couch and they've got some snacks and they're sitting there and they're going, what's on television? Did it do? And they stop at CNN 
And I'm telling you, I've said it before and I'll say it again, if you watch CNN, you by the time you change that channel, you will be dumber and or angrier. There's just no doubt about it. So Anna Navarro was the, the third person in the middle. Uh, she's the one that worked for Marco Rubio. So think about it, you got someone who worked for Cruz, someone who worked for Rubio, someone who worked for Trump, and they're all saying how bad the other people are. And then Lemon laughs. It's just, you gotta understand guys, this is not news, it's, it's complete political theater. And what's so interesting, and this is why I always say this, it's like so many of these people, they need the anti-Trump people, the never Trump people, they need Donald Trump. They need him to be worse than they are, right? Because this one worked for Rubio and now he's a bad guy. This one worked for Cruz and now he's a bad guy. This one worked for Trump and he's definitely now a bad guy. So they need him because without him, the light might be shined on them. They might have to look in the mirror and see all the bad things that they've done, by, by their own estimation, by the way. Although Anna Navarro has called me a racist on Twitter a couple of times, I think she, she might have called me a white supremacist. It's all sort of, it all sort of blurs together at this point. Anyway, the point is, don't watch CNN. If there's a takeaway from today's show, don't watch CNN. Uh, all right, let's do story number three. Uh, because this is uh, more about the crazy lockdowns and, and everything that's going on here. So Anthony Fauci, who is the, you know, the head doctor of this whole operation, who people seem to want to appoint to be a saint, or as I call him, the infallible Fauci. It sounds like a, a bad 80s magician. Look, I have nothing against the guy or for the guy, right? But it's become obvious that as time has gone on, he's made a lot of mistakes. Now, people are not perfect, systems are not perfect. I don't necessarily think his intentions are bad. However, we know that he used to tell people not to wear masks, now he wants people to wear masks. He admitted, and this came out right before Christmas, I think, he admitted that he was lying about the length of the lockdowns because he wanted more people uh, to abide by them. So this is a guy who, you know, he, he does what he's gotta do. Well, now he's saying that we could be back to normal by autumn. 2021, fall 2021, September, October 2021, if the country vaccinates a million people every day, okay? Do you realize how bananas that is? We've got a quote from Fauci in Newsweek. America will need to reach a target of administering at least one million vaccinations every day in order to return to some form of normality. Now, before I get to the other quotes, Guys, again, do you remember where we all started? Do you remember where we started in March when everybody on television and everybody that considered themselves an expert and an analyst and a doctor and a respectable person, what did they all say? 15 days to flatten the curve and we all did it. It's important that we don't forget what what the past was, right? If we're gonna be able to blaze anything that's sensible into the future, we have to be able to remember, it's one thing, we can't remember what happened five years ago, 10 years ago, the history of the country, that's bad enough. But can we not remember what happened just eight months ago? Can we not remember that we all did it, everyone? There were virtually no people at the beginning when we were doing that flatten the curve thing that didn't do all of the stuff, right? We were, everyone was wearing masks, everything shut down, Everyone was wearing gloves. Videos were viral about people that were literally washing their grocery bags before and washing the groceries themselves when they would come home. We all did all of that and here we are. So we, we moved from 15 days to flatten the curve to now multiple states demolishing their economies 
to, for the same guy, the same guy that's been in charge, to now say a million people a day have to be vaccinated so that we can maybe get back to normal in 2021, right? Like 18 months after this thing started. Well, let's throw this quote from ABC News. Again, this is Fauci. If we get to 70 to 85% of the population vaccinated and we start right now, we're getting the people who are in the priority groups. By the time we get to the end of March, the beginning of April, I would have hoped that we would have taken care of all of those priority groups and have what I call open season on vaccines. Namely, anyone who wants a vaccine can get a vaccine. Listen, I don't even wanna make this about the vaccine and I'm still a little confused why, why young, relatively young, healthy people would wanna take a vaccine that was fairly rushed out um, when we know that the virus is, you know, you're gonna about a 99% uh, recovery rate, okay? If you're, if you're relatively young and healthy. So I don't know why people would do that. Again, everyone should do what precautions they think are necessary and businesses should do that and you should do that in your own life. And as I mentioned yesterday, I have two people that I care about very much in my life who have COVID right now. My friend and mentor and bonus grandfather, Larry King, who's 87 years old and the greatest interviewer of all time. Uh, he has COVID right now. I know he's been taking every precaution known to man to avoid it. Uh, Larry's had obviously a whole bunch of uh, health stuff over the years. I think he's had seven, seven heart surgeries. I think he had a quintuple bypass. I mean, he's been through it, but I just heard this morning actually that he's been taken out of ICU. So I'm praying for Larry and his family. And then uh, I have a, a friend who's of college age uh, who got it and he's had some aches and, and been kind of tired, but he's gonna be okay too. So I'm not diminishing the vaccine. I'm not telling you it's a conspiracy, uh, the, the virus, sorry. I'm not telling you it's a conspiracy or any of that stuff. But something, the way we're constantly moving the goalposts here is the dangerous thing. And, and part of what social media does to us is we literally forget. We forget what people said two days ago. So in an effort not to forget what people said two days ago, let's take a look at this video of the infallible Fauci on 60 Minutes. I believe this is in, yeah, this is back in March of 2020. So this is now, remember, this is about 10 months ago at the beginning of this whole thing, 15 days to flatten the curve. Here's the infallible Fauci on masks. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it? Because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. Okay, I'm not trying to be a dick here, Fauci, but how is that not a fireable offense? What he is now telling us we all have to do Back in March, he was telling us it actually might cause more problems because you do, and we all know this, you do start touching your face more, right? You're wearing a mask, you start adjusting it, you touch this, that, the other thing. We've seen all of these ridiculous Congress people, they get out there, they take the mask off, they put the mask up, the mask is below. Do you get it yet, guys? Do you get it yet? I, I do hope you get it. It's like, why, why are we trusting people who seem to get everything wrong? If, if the lockdowns were working, if all of this stuff was working, then we would be in better situation 
then we're in. By the way, this is totally anecdotal, but I, you know, I keep seeing that they're saying like something like uh, all, not not all of them, but we're seeing like oh, ninety percent of the hospital beds in uh, in California are overtaken. SoCal and LA, all the hospital beds are overtaken. There's two hospitals that I live about ten minutes between, and I drove by both yesterday, and they're pretty much empty. I did not go in and check every bed, so I'm just telling you what I can see on the outside, which are pretty much empty parking lots and the lines for COVID testing that are completely empty and everything else. So it's just like, what's going on here? What's going on here? I don't know. I'm just. I'm just asking you the questions, but let's move on from COVID because I've got more lunacy uh, coming from Washington, D.C., uh, although this is a, a national story too, and I'll explain why in just a sec. A D.C. restaurant known as Kava, uh, which is Mediterranean, hummus, falafel, all that good stuff, they're very, very excited because they have lessened the amount of white employees at Kava, they love diversity and they're getting rid of whitey and it's pretty spectacular. Uh, here's this image that Kava put out. Uh, and by the way, they are a national chain. There's a Kava that's probably about 15 minutes away from my house over here. And I had gone there once, although I promise you I will never go there again. Not that they'll necessarily survive these lockdowns. Um, but they have this spectacular image in bright orange, very nice telling us about the ethnic diversity of all team members. Now, you know, as I've said many times, maybe come back to me for a second here, uh, as I've said many times before I get into the Kava specifics, I'm old school, guys. So when, when we hire here at the Rubin Report, or when I help the hiring process at locals, uh, you know, I don't look at ethnic background. I don't care about your sexuality or your gender. I just don't care. It's like, can you do the job? Do you seem like a decent, trustworthy, honorable person, then you have a pretty good chance of getting the job. I don't care whether you're black or white. And as a matter of fact, I, in, from my teachings as a child, I thought that was racist. But apparently I had the whole thing backwards. So now let's jump back. And uh, Kava, it's just spectacular what they're doing here. 21% of their workforce is now white, which, okay, that's fine. So about one, five, one out of five people there are white, which is, but it's so exciting because that's down 37% from 2019, they lessened the white people by 37%. Holy cow, give them an award, that's amazing. Uh, they are now 14% black, which is up 4%, which seems a little racist to me. It's like, can you not find a few more black people? You're only up four, I mean, we knocked out whitey, right? We knocked out whitey down 30%, but you only up the black people 4%? That, that doesn't seem right. Uh, Hispanic, they were 45% in 2019, and they're still at 45%. So I don't know if like they just they had the perfect Hispanic workforce, or they hired one Hispanic, they fired one Hispanic guy, hired a Hispanic woman, lordy lordy. Uh, and let's see, uh, they're only 3% Asian, but Asians are privileged, so you'd want to depress the Asian numbers. You know what I mean? You wouldn't want too many Asian people having jobs. Uh, and that's up 1%. So they went, they were at 2% Asian and they went to 1% Asian. I mean, this is a company, a national company that literally posted this thinking they're doing something good. Do you guys get how retarded we are right now? I mean, that's the only word for it. And I'm not sorry for saying it. We are in a giant, colossal, collective retardation. That, that's it. Uh, let's see if I can pull out some other numbers here. Oh, I like this one. Uh, what was it here, the 8% uh, other with an asterisk. So 8%, they've got 92%, they took care of it, we got rid of whitey, we got a certain amount of black people and our Latin people and the Asian people, uh, but they got 8% other, which the asterisk 
says that includes American Indians and two plus races. I don't know what that means. I don't know what two plus races means. Does that mean two other races? And if it does, then why didn't you name the races? Because that seems pretty racist. And, and why wouldn't American Indian? Why does American Indian get thrown in with other? Like, what, what are we talking about here? Anyway, I am not, I'm not calling for a boycott. I don't want them canceled. I don't want you to you know, break the windows of their stores or anything like that. Uh, but I didn't find their hummus to be that creamy. I found the falafels to be not as uh, crunchy as I would like. And I'm not gonna be going to Kava, Kava, whatever you wanna call it anymore. I'm just not gonna be doing it. Not gonna be doing it, people. Uh, all right, I think that's enough for one day. I actually have to head to the doctor because I am 44 years old and one of the things that will happen to you as a wise man, I'll tell, I'll tell one story quick, we got a little time here. Uh, so I used to work at uh, Electronics Boutique. Many of you uh, know that. I wrote a little bit about it in my book. I was, uh, I was assistant manager of Electronics Boutique in Broadway Mall, Hicksville, Long Island in the, in the late 90s as I was doing stand-up in New York City at night and I would sell video games during the day. It was a real superhero kind of story. And uh, it was my first job out of college. In 99, I moved more Pokemon Red than anybody for Color Game Boy. I mean, you, you know, if you buy a, uh, a red Pokemon, you had to go through me, okay? Uh, anyway, one day I was, I was at Electronics Boutique, which by the way, Electronics Boutique was eventually bought by GameStop. So for those of you that are younger, you know GameStop, you don't know Electronics Boutique, but I, I hope a, a few of you remember Electronics Boutique. Um, so it was, it, you know, Electronics Boutique eventually bought by GameStop. Anyway, I'm working at Electronics Boutique, I'm the assistant manager, and one night, late night, we're like putting up, you know when you go into video game stores, they've got like cardboard cutouts, there's Sonic the Hedgehog and Mario and everybody else and whatever the other games are now, I don't even know. Um, but there was a guy who worked there, I was a system manager, and there was a guy who was like a part-time video game salesman. You're getting paid like eight bucks an hour. And he was probably in his like early 50s, something like that. And like, you know, he was kind of overweight and he was a mess and his hair was a mess and he was greasy and he just looked miserable. And I think he had been out of jail actually and he was a drug, former drug addict and everything else, but he was really trying to get his life together. And I actually really liked the guy. And we were putting up the things late night and he's climbing up the ladder and I'm holding the ladder and he's putting something, I think it was Sonic. I'm pretty sure it was Sonic, like a big like cardboard cutout of Sonic. He has to get it like on the window there. And I hand him Sonic and I'm holding the ladder and as I hand him Sonic, I hand him Sonic, I hear a tear, some kind of tear, and he starts screaming, writhing, writhing in pain. And he ripped something in his shoulder as he was trying to hang Sonic, you know, somewhere in the, in the front display of the store. And he looked down at me, and he almost had tears in his eyes, and he was in pain. And this is, a, you know, again, he had been through jail, and drug addict, and he was really trying to get his life together. And he looked at me, and now I'm young. I'm, I'm 20, 21, something like that. He looks at me, and he goes, Dave, your body will betray you. One day, your body will betray you, okay? And uh, that always stuck with me because it seemed very sad. Like, here was this man and all he was trying to do was put Sonic on a wall and, and he did something horrible to his shoulder. I don't even know if I saw him again after that. I think he had surgery and disappeared. Why do I mention all of this? I have a good reason. Yesterday, I was shooting hoops with David and my brother-in-law. We were playing horse. And I was feeling a little cocky because I was shooting really well and I decided to do like some crazy ass spin move. And as some of you may know, I blew out my ACL in my knee, in my left knee uh, a couple years ago. And I tried to do this stupid move yesterday. And as I did it, I just, the knee just completely 
buckled again. There's no ACL there. I don't even have an ACL. The ACL, you know, if you have a torn ACL, you can run straight, but you can't run this way. That's why so many basketball players, because of cutting and spinning and everything, that's why they blow out their ACLs. Anyway, so I'm going to the doctor today because I'm limping around here and I'm swollen and everything else. So I'm a 44-year-old guy with a torn ACL, but I guess I picked the right career, right? Because I wanted to be in the NBA, but here I am where I can just sit at a desk. That, anyway. Uh, oh, I'm getting a correction. I like that when we fact check on the fly. Kava, Kava did not lessen whites by 37%. They lessened it from 30%. So just to be very clear here, they were 37% white. They did get it down to 21%. So they lessened it by 16%, which it's like, Kava, are you even trying? Come on, can we fire more white people? Because the 37, when I thought it, they went down 37% on white people. It was like, wow, whew. You guys are doing it, right? Social justice, man. But you're only going down 16%. Seems kind of weak to me. It's like, let's, let's get a couple white people fired, okay? Uh, all right, guys. My first interview of the year is with former Congresswoman and the last sane Democrat on planet Earth, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, we're going to be putting that up later this week. And Tulsi will be, I believe, making a surprise announcement or two that you might want to hear. I don't want to lead too much, but I think some good things may be coming. And she really, I mean, I've said it before, but it's like, man, if there was any chance that any liberty-minded, somewhat centrist person could still remain a Democrat, that would have been through Tulsi. The anti-war thing, moderate positions on, on abortion, and a whole series of other issues that I've talked to her about before, which if you haven't seen, you can check out my original interview with Tulsi. It was like she was the choice that the Democrats could have made if they wanted to remain a sort of centrist, sensible party. And she demolished, it's such a beautiful video, absolutely demolished Kamala during the debates. And then Kamala dropped out. She was polling at zero. And then what did they decide to do? They decided to make her VP, which ultimately, of course, will, will be president because Biden ain't sticking around for that long. Although, again, I'm not even totally sure that that's going to happen at all. Uh, the other thing that's up right now, guys, you can check out my speech from Turning Point USA, which we taped, uh, well, it was live in Florida right before Christmas and a uh, bunch of other stuff. So I'm gonna go to the doctor. Hope you all have a great day. And uh, we will see what happens with Georgia. I'll be on Laura Ingram tonight, and then we'll be recapping everything tomorrow. All right, see ya.